Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. DraftKings is not only my favorite sports book, but all of America's top-rated sports book. And speaking of America, our top athletes are going to Tokyo to compete for gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer for all my listeners. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash out $100 in free credits if America wins any medal. That's right, 100 to 1 odds on any American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds is an offer that doesn't come around very often. In fact, one might say every two years. So sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, plenty of instructions for new users, and nearly limitless opportunities to get in on the action. Friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high-energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Happy Christmas, everyone. Yes, I know it's July. Uh, it is Christmas Day for all of us here in the hockey world. The draft happened. Seattle finally got their players. And on Thursday, the NHL dropped their schedule. And on Friday afternoon, it happened to us. The Bears, after so long finally have a full 76-game schedule. Now, not everybody's playing 76. Some are playing 72, some are playing 68, and everybody's going to play 72 next year. But to tackle over six months' worth of scheduling, we got to get through. Um, I brought in uh, my partner in crime, crime, Corey Schwartz from Bears Hockey Nation. Corey, happy Christmas, man. It's... it's uh, to quote WWE, it's a new day for the Bears. Yes, it is. Copyright, new day. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's fitting the schedule drops uh, here almost on July 25th on the dot here. Uh, happy to see it. It's happy to you know be able to plan it, and I'm sure as we're going to get into it, it's a little bit of an unusual look still, even though it's you know encompassing our same couple months here. But we got regular season, preseason, all packed together here. It's it's going to be fun to unpack. That's for sure. It is seven months of goodness. Um, the first game, if you want to count preseason, is October 8th, and the season itself will wrap up on Sunday, April 24th, so it's a long haul, it's a long con, and we're going to go through it. Um, we're going to go down, we're going to go through all the games on here, um, we're going to touch base on the important ones, we're not going to break down every single one of them, but we'll stop each other along the way to talk about certain dates and or series that interest us. So, Corey, you ready, man? Absolutely. All right, hold on to your butts because here we go. We kick things off with preseason action on Friday, October 8th, as we go up to the arena in the shadow of a mountain as the Bears take on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. 7.05 start up there in Wilkes. Um... For those of you expecting a whole big uh, get-up, um, there is none in preseason this year. There'll be no radio, no TV. Um, as Robinson Caruso, it's as primitive as can be. So the boys come back home that Sunday for the first uh, preseason game that will be taking on Lehigh Valley Farm Club of the Flyers. And, Corey, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but um, some teams have changed their uh, three-letter acronym like the uh, like the NHL, the American Hockey League has its own three letter acronyms, which are fine for for uh, for bloggers and podcasters. It's fine and Twitter, but I noticed that Lehigh changed theirs from LVP to LHV, Lehigh Valley. Get it? Get it? You know, I didn't notice that until just now. Actually, it's it's a little confusing actually because. Um... I mean, I guess in some ways it works. I think LVP works better in most ways. But, you know, if you had to get to three letters, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Or, you know, even if you just left it LV, I mean, that's just fine with me. I actually didn't notice that until just now. I'm not the biggest fan of it because LVP sounds better. It just it encompasses everything so well. But I guess now (laughs) you got to include the city. I guess nobody wants to know what your mascot name is. It's all about that city brand, I guess. Um, so preseason game will be at uh, Giant Center Sunday, Sunday October tenth at five o'clock. Always excited for these preseason games, which aren't the best, but it's a fun little dress rehearsal. It's like back to school night. We get to see most of our friends and family, and it'll be a good time to get back to Giant Center. Yeah, I love preseason games. I'm always, you know. I may buy tickets for the whole regular season, but I, I don't know what it is about preseason. I'm always just excited. You know, it's your first steps. It's actually fitting what you said about it being uh, back to school night, just since it's so similar. I mean, sure, they wear those odd jerseys that don't have the names on the back a lot of times. And you have to, as a you know fan, find a you know, built-in roster or find one on the social media pages or something like that. But they're a lot of fun. And, you know, it's always fun to, you know, see the arena coming together. I mean, it's right around the time uh, – season ticket holder night usually comes around on so you know it's fun just kind of getting back into the swing of things and you know starting to get a sense of how the bears are going to be this year 
And uh, especially with a season that I think is going to be an exciting one like this. I mean, it's always worth, you know, see, you know, getting into as much action as you possibly can as early as you can really too. Yeah, I I try to tell people when you go to these preseason games, set your expectations very low. Don't expect a big, huge entrance. Don't expect all the big hullabaloo. Just go watch these guys and just see what develops. So we go on from there. There'll be one more preseason game Wednesday, October 13th at the Electrodrome, um, otherwise known as the PPL Center for all you first-time listeners. Um, 705 start on a Wednesday. This will take place after the NHL has started. The NHL is starting October 12th with Hershey and with Hershey. What am I saying? Uh, Pittsburgh and Tampa, Tampa raising their banner. And then the Seattle Kraken getting their inaugural game against, uh, Vegas on the 12th. And everybody more or less starts up the next two days. So I think that game could be the closest thing to a dress rehearsal. This main roster is going to get. And you could really say that, you know, between this game and the Sunday game, that they're really just getting ready to go at it for the 14 times that these two teams are going to duke it out in the regular season anyhow. So, I mean, it's good to get the bus, you know, the, the road path you're going to be taking up and down there over the course of the season, worn in a little bit uh, just to start things off. Uh, we're going to get familiar real fast here. I mean, it's, you know, we'll, we'll get into it here a little bit, but, you know, lo- no love will be lost between those two teams, certainly. Oh, dear God, no. And we'll we'll be saying their name a bunch of times. So we go to opening night, and the boys will kick the season off against CLT. For some of you wondering who that is, that's that's Charlotte. They they were C they were C H A R now C L T. I know it, it's for the kids. It, it, I just let, let let's just move on. Let's just move on. I'm not going to get hung up over this. They'll start the season against the Checkers on a Saturday. Um, I know Giant Center and the Bears are promoting a full house. Um, as much as I hate to admit this, I don't think it will be. I don't think it'll be ten thousand. I think eight or nine thousand will be a safe bet. But it will be a very energetic house that on opening night, d- despite what the world might be at that point. Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting to see things back to normal. I mean, obviously, we've had plenty of time here for Pennsylvania's restrictions to just drop all of a sudden like they you know, suddenly did. But uh, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be quite 10,000. But, you know, I think we'll see what would be we'd call a fairly standard crowd at Giant Center where, you know, even some of the last couple of games that were played, uh, the non uh, – Hershey Park past nights of last year. I actually did a little bit of a look at that recently. And, you know, I think seven or 8,000 is a pretty safe bet. I mean, I think people are going to be ready to get back. You know, the Bears are going to drum up a lot of interest towards it. And, you know, you can't beat having two games at home back-to-back to start off uh, start off your season, even if we, you know, have to turn around and play Charlotte, you know, three out of four of the first games here, too. Yeah, and uh, the following Sunday... I thought I thought Charlotte would be staying the weekend, but uh, shows what I know. It'll be the first regular season matchup against the Phantoms Sunday, October seventh, a three o'clock start. Uh, you'll get used to hearing that because it's quite a mixture of three o'clock and five o'clock starts. Uh, your thoughts on this um, before we get more into the schedule? Might as well get them out of the way now. Yeah, I was in the same boat as you. I was expecting them to have. Um have Charlotte back-to-back, and that's when I heard, you know, that they were going to 
Charlotte the next week. I'm like, oh boy, is this going to be like a mini playoff series against Charlotte to start things off at? But apparently we're both wrong. So you know, let's we're 0 for 2 on that between the two of us. But yeah, three o'clock is an interesting start time. I mean, it's certainly friendlier. I mean, I know a lot of a lot of people are probably saying, and I'm one of them that you know I did appreciate some of the earlier start times of last season. Three o'clock wasn't terrible. Uh, definitely. Uh, one o'clock. I'm glad to see that one go, just because that was a little bit of an oddity type of thing. But um, three o'clock's gonna be good. I think it's gonna work in their favor. I think as we get a little bit later on here, a couple games where I think that works particularly well for. But yeah, get, I mean, I guess it's good to get a taste of the Phantoms' uh, rivalry here pretty pretty early on. I mean, it, the one thing that I think was important I noted earlier was that you know uh, lots of variety in the schedule. I mean, you know, for those people that are we're sick of seeing the same couple of teams here. Um, a lot last season, you really don't get that until, you know, we get really into the thick of things here. So uh, nice to see, Uh, um, you know, nothing like a little bit of Phantoms Bears rivalry to really remind you that hockey's back. That's for sure. Oh, the fans will definitely travel up and down 78 on both, on both sides of the venture. So, um, so that to get in one of those myself. Oh, I I will. Um, We, we both will eventually. So the Bears return the favor the following weekend. They go to Charlotte, the 22nd and 23rd, Friday, Saturday, respectfully, down there at Mr. Bojangles Coliseum. Always a great atmosphere, tough place to play. Um, Interesting what this team will be now that they're the Florida Panthers slash Seattle Kraken Farm Club instead of the Carolina Hurricanes Farm Club. Yeah, definitely an interesting mix-up there. I mean, you know, it's I think that Charlotte's, got that extra you know reinforcement from seattle that's you know probably going to push them into being a competitive team again this year i mean obviously it's not too big of a jump i mean we've seen a lot of florida's system come through in springfield over the last couple of years obviously a little bit less last year since uh, springfield didn't did not participate in the season but you know it should be competitive at the very least i mean i remember i the bears you know seem to get the better of springfield a lot of times uh year before last but you know it should be competitive at the very least and you know, uh, no love lost there. I mean, if you really want to renew what was a pretty big rivalry there for a few years, you know, Bears checkers is going to be the way to go. That's for sure. So it'll be good, a good uh, test early on for the Bears here with Charlotte to, you know, see how much the Bears players have learned over the last couple of years to deal with them. But yeah, Bojangles, it's going to be a tough place to play again. That's for sure. They're going to be chomping at the bit to open that season up. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, um, so let let let's keep let's keep this line moving. Um, Wednesday, October twenty seventh, against Sar- Syracuse. Wednesday night game, home game. Get used to those this season. And then at the end of October thirtieth and thirty first, Halloween weekend, they're taking on the Cleveland Monsters. Their one and only visit uh, to Hershey this season, the farm club of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, we'll get a look at Cleveland later on in the season once we get to February, but. That'll be it for Cleveland at the end of October. Yeah, it's going to be fun to have Syracuse and Cleveland back. It's a shame we don't see Cleveland as often, considering geographically they're not too, too far out. But, you know, I I get it. It's part of the structure of the schedule. But it's going to be nice to have them back in the rotation again. Um, you know, no love lost, at least to me, from uh, 2016 Calder Cup Finals there. Certainly that it'd be a nice, a nice little measuring stick for the bears. Obviously those days are far and away removed nowadays, of course, but you know, still never hurts to, you know, to take on a team that, you know, they're always very competitive over there in Cleveland. So, um, 
still feels a little unusual having them in the East in a sense, but, you know, going to be fun to take them on, that's for sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we move into the month of November. Uh, Wednesday night up there at Mass Mutual Center, the M&M Center, on a Friday night, and then we come back home as Providence and Springfield. Uh, the first 3-3 three and three for the boys this season, only six 3 and 3s this year, as Zach Fish pointed out two years ago before the world shut down. They had nine 3 and 3s and then 17 3 and 3s as far back as like 2015. So um, a huge departure from the uh, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday type lineup. But they are there. Wednesday night against Lehigh Valley at home November 20th. Get ready for a lot of Wednesday night games against the Phantoms. There will be a lot of them, whether it's here in Hershey or at the Electrodrome. Yeah, I was about to say, an interesting note of the three and threes there that, you know, I think sometimes while the three and three is good, there's a little bit of a red herring in there, and there's a lot of three and fours, at least, it seems like, uh, sprinkled in there throughout. So um, it's definitely a a better spread of games, though. I I won't miss as many three and threes, that's for sure. And like you said, a lot of Wednesday games against Lehigh Valley, um, those seem to be a staple even last year. I mean, we had a number of – it seemed like every Wednesday you think, oh, we're traveling up to – to PPL Center to play the Phantoms there. It's a popular game night for them. I see we have a few in Hershey as well, so, you know, spreading the wealth around here, certainly. But, you know, Wednesday night is going to be the Phantoms night, that's for sure. So, um, you know, I know a lot of old-school Bears fans are going to like that. You know, there's a couple weeks there we return to, you know, uh, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, those types of dates there. Sometimes even Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, even at times. And, you know, it's a it's an interesting spread. It's It's well done, I think. Yeah, you're right. It throws back to the old barn when it was typically Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I think it, it is going to catch on with a lot of the fans because it, it has a very blue-collar feel to it. It gives you a cheap excuse to go out on a night before payday, uh, depending on where you work. So um, some fans aren't going to like it, but I think a lot of the older generation will. So moving on, uh, up to Syracuse. Saturday the 13th, and then back home as Charlotte returns to town on the 14th. We take a visit up to Hartford on the 20th. Ew. Charlotte comes back on the tw- on the 22nd, and then Wednesday, November 24th. It's back, ladies and gentlemen. We take on the Providence Bruins Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday, November 24th. So happy to have this back, and I know Bears Nation will be too. Yeah, it's exciting to have the, have some of these, you know, we, we missed out on a number of them last year. Thankfully, the year before, we actually got to have these couple of ones here. But it's nice to be back and having, you know, some of these regular dates here. Uh, the night before Thanksgiving is always a fun one just to, you know, um, enjoy some hockey before you enjoy some turkey on Thanksgiving there for sure. Uh, it was busy, a bit of a busy stretch for the Bears there, too. Um, you know, obviously some lighter weeks preceding it, of course, but um, – really going to start to dig into the action here uh, post-Thanksgiving, I think, here with some some tough series. And um, what do you know? We're going to see some old foes from the Atlantic here pretty soon, which is nice. Well, we get a day off for Thanksgiving. And then Black Friday, it's up to Rochester, New York, to take on the Americans. Always love Blue Cross Arena. Always love going up there. The classic rivalry between Rochester and Hershey is amazing, even though I know a lot of new school Bears fans don't understand the rivalry as a lot of old timers do, but um, it's it's always great when Hershey plays Rochester because of the history between these two that dates back to the 1950s. Yeah, absolutely, and it's nice to have 
some of these teams like Rochester back on the schedule, really, it just feels right. And like you said, it's such a storied rivalry. You know, the two oldest teams in the age, it's by you know a pretty good margin. They're the two oldest. Um, you only wish it happened more often, to be honest. I mean, you get some really good games between the two. And, you know, like you said, I mean, a lot of older, you know, newer folks might not understand the history so well. But, you know, it's 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 there. It's great. It's, you know, nice to have one of those marquee matchups. You know, they might not be close in proximity, but, you know, in the Asian respect factor, I don't think you can top it. That's for sure. And thus we'll kick off a seven-game stretch of where we will take on of where the Bears will not leave the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, the 28th, they will take on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms at home. They go to the Electrodrome December 1st and the following Saturday the 4th. Back home Sunday, December 5th, Wilkes-Barre, 3 o'clock. I'd bet even money. Three words that all Bears fans love to hear. Teddy Bear Toss. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I've had these this little group of games circled on my calendar here from the moment I saw them. How often, I don't know that we've ever seen it, at least that I can remember, where the Bears have taken on the same team three times in a row, and then, you know, you shift into the next team. It's your next biggest rival for three games in a row. I mean, that's, that's insane to me. I mean, it's mini playoff series, and what a way to build up a rivalry here where, I mean, they're spread out by dates, of course, but, you know, um, I don't think there's a way you can renew a rivalry any better, to be honest with you, than to deal with these, you know, same three teams three nights in a row like this. So I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be, you know, we saw how it was between those two teams all of last year where, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. And I really think there's going to be a lot of contempt between the two of them this year, especially carrying over, certainly. So I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be the, one of the real big tests for the Bears here uh, as we flip the calendar over. And not to be overstated, the teddy bear toss, I bet money on that as well. That's going to be that date. Three o'clock start time is very friendly towards the you know extra stuff that you have to deal with on a teddy bear toss. So, you know, I think I bet money on that as well. And, you know, who better than to be able to throw some teddy bears on than the baby penguin? here certainly so very excited for that i i can't wait it feels like it's been too long since we've had a teddy bear toss proper it's been far too long and i tell everybody and we'll get to this once the season gets closer come early that night the following wednesday wilkesbury 705 and then the following sunday uh, december 11th 605 start up there in uh up in there up in wilkesbury I approve of this. Not that I don't mind going up to Wilkes-Barre to begin with, but 6.05 on a Saturday, um, yes, it's in December, but you get done at around 8.30. It's a decent enough time, um, especially if you try and go up and back. You're out of Wilkes-Barre by like 9 o'clock. Now, of course, that's got December snowstorm written all over it if I know my PA weather well enough. Yeah, and I think it's, it's good. It's fan-friendly for sure, and you know, the Bears can get away with some, you know, Saturdays at 7, being that a lot of teams, you know, will bust to somewhere close in the area, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. But I like some of those, you know, slightly modified earlier times just for that reason. It's it's friendly for the teams, the players, um, you know, especially fans that make the commute. It's just a little bit easier when you get home and, you you know, you don't have to, you know, you make the trip, especially up to Wilkes-Barre. It takes you a little bit of time to come back. Um, you know, just good for everybody overall, I think. So, you know. That, that gets an A-plus from me as well. I appreciate that. Our first Canadian team comes to town on Sunday, December 12th, as Les Raquettes de Laval 
come in. I always enjoy when the Canadian opponents come come in. Uh, the following Friday, back up to Springfield for a 7.05 start and then come back home to take on Wilkes-Barre and Rochester on the 19th. Um, I'm willing. I, I don't know if this event will come back. It probably will. It, it may or may not. Um, I'd look for the 19th to be Hall of Fame night. I was about to say the same thing, actually, because, you know, who better to have it with them when you're, you're, you know, lone matchup of the season with Rochester. I mean, that, that just seems absolutely fitting to me, even though, you know, obviously the visiting team doesn't exactly have a ton to do with, um, with hall of fame nights. They usually, you know, hang out in the locker room a little bit surprised. It's not also a three o'clock start time, uh, for that very reason. But, you know, those ceremonies are usually decently quick and, you know, who knows, they may throw it in before the, you know, actual start time possibly too. Um, but yeah, I would look for that day as well, as we, especially as we lead up towards Christmas. And uh, Laval comes back to town on the 22nd. That will be the holiday break that lasts for all but four days. Uh, a very rare Monday game for the Bears as they go up against Wilkes-Barre. 7.05 start, holidays are over, and it's back to work. Uh, Wilkes-Barre returns a favor coming to Hershey Wednesday the 29th, and then that is it until after New Year's. For a 3 o'clock start against the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, I will not call them the Islanders. Um, a new, the week between Christmas and New Year's is always busy for the American Hockey League, and Hershey takes advantage of it as well. A rare Monday game for the Bears. Yeah, that's a bit unusual there too. I, I think you might have. I think that uh, abbreviation might have got you there of the one before Christmas, with it being. Uh, so very close. Lehigh, I didn't notice Lehigh. It Lehigh. My bad. Lehigh game. That's my mistake, uh, everyone. Lehigh, my mistake. Well, it got me too for a second there, and I was like, "Wait a second. But um, yeah, interesting holiday schedule. I mean, it's a little unfortunate for the Bears, as I'm sure they'd love to have every Saturday in December with Christmas falling on a Saturday this year, as well as the day after, and then that leading into a rare Monday uh, road game type of thing. Actually, a little bit surprising. I actually didn't notice that Bridgeport does not come to town until 2022 uh, for our first look at the Bridgeport Islanders, which still doesn't sound right to me. Um, you know, it, it definitely feels a little bit of a, and maybe I'm speaking this just you know uh, out of turn a little bit by saying this. It feels a little bit of a lighter schedule around Christmas than what you might typically expect. You know, uh, following that game on the 19th, there are just three games between that and the end of the year and uh, no new year's eve game i do kind of miss those but you know we get started you know in pretty short order here on a uh, day after new year's on that sunday with bridgeport so that should be fun yeah it yeah it will be and i did not notice that no bridgeport until 2022 interesting uh syracuse on a friday night up there at onatoga county war memorial Friday, January 7th. Once again, that's got snowstorm written all over it. I've been to Syracuse. That, uh, I don't know, just feel it in my bones. Saturday, we come back home, uh, take on Wilkes-Barre, and then actually, I believe, yes, we double dip against Wilkes-Barre that weekend. We have at home against Bridgeport. That's got Hershey Park past night if I know it. And then Toronto comes to town. We get our first look at the Marlies. And then Wilkes-Barre again. Lots of games here in January there, Corey. You know, you want to talk about the meat of the season. There it is in, in December and January. Yeah, one of the common themes is we're going to get into it later on is, you know, it's 
really the majority of Hershey's home games are coming here in the first couple months of the season. A very odd imbalance there, but, you know, uh, it, it really means that those 11 games, home games in the back half of the season are going to be hot commodities there, too. Um, but certainly, you know, some good opponents there. I mean, we didn't get to see Toronto at all since, you know, at least in Hershey for since probably, you know, the 1819 seasons. I, I th- believe, if I remember right, they were one of the last opponents canceled in the um, 1920 cancellation, if I remember at home. Yep. Um, so it'd be great to welcome them back in. You know, like you said with Laval, always fun to bring some of these, you know, Canadian teams back in. Um, certainly excited to see some of these unusual teams come back here. Um, everybody from the East, at least. I was kind of hoping we may see some Western opponents, but, you know, I can live without it, certainly. But, um, you know, definitely going to be a fun set. I think that's also Hershey's longest homestand of consecutive games for the season, which is relatively short compared to, you know, how the NHL usually operates. But, you know, uh, some good home cooking in the middle of January, like you said, in the middle of snow season, that's for sure. Oh, yes. Um, Hartford comes back to town uh, the 22nd. Um, actually, they double dip 22nd and 23rd. Hopefully, my friends in Hartford will be able to come down here. And as I always say on the podcast, God hates Hartford. Go look it up. Um, I mean that fondly. A rare Tuesday home game against Wilkes-Barre on Tuesday, January 25th. And then uh, the Bridgeport comes back again for Saturday the 29th. And then to Lehigh on the 30th, 305 start there at the Electrodrome. A Wednesday night game against uh, Hartford. A lot of Northeast opponents here in the second half of January. And then we go to Cleveland. We go to uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse there on the first weekend in February. Fourth and fifth against the Mo- against the Monsters. 7 p.m. Friday, 1 p.m. on Saturday. A lot of variety there as we head into the AHL supposedly all-star break. Yeah, it's an interesting month of february there with some sunday a lot of sunday games there for the first half at least but um it'll be interesting to see the bears i mean there's some interesting start times there you're alone one o'clock on the saturdays in that weekend with cleveland uh which i believe is pretty standard fare for them to want to get their games out early in some of those cases uh, a lot of road games there too i think is the um thing i'm starting to notice here as we're shifting into february too is you know the bears really go from a lot of home cooking to a lot of traveling suddenly. But, um, you know, it'd be interesting to be to Cleveland again. I mean, we have, like we said, we haven't hosted nor been to Cleveland in what seems like an eternity. So, um, you know, that'll be a good midseason test for the Bears, I think, too. And speaking of which, since they've hit the halfway point, we have two. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. So you like hockey? Congratulations, you're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and benders there. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Schedule megacast myself and Corey here. So after a short break, Corey, you ready to tackle the second half of the season? Yeah, I think it's a fascinating. I was just looking at it here during the break, and uh, there's a fascinating back half to the schedule. I mean, we've talked about a lot of home games for the Bears. It doesn't feel like it's as many home games as I guess what it is, but it leads to a couple of interesting months to you know conclude out this season. Between February and March, there is only six home games in those two months, three aside. So let's get into it. Friday night in Lehigh. On Friday, February 11th, as they take... Yes, in Lehigh. Yep, Friday nights in Lehigh, giddy-up. And then Saturday, it is the return of Troy Mann, hopefully, as the Belleville Senators, another Canadian team, comes to town. And then the first Northeast roadie of the season, there in February 18th, 19th, and 20th, Providence, Bridgeport, Providence. Ew. I've been to the Northeast... That is not easy to do. Providence is a six and a half hour jaunt. And then to go from there, two hours down to Bridgeport and then two hours back to Providence for a 305. Ugh. No thank you. That's a brutal three and three. I mean, we've seen the Bears get some unfortunate scheduling there too. And, you know, then you kind of have this period of time where I'd be curious to see if they go back or if they stay up there before uh, the 25th in Utica. But that's not a friendly road trip. I mean, we saw, I think that was one of the trips that the Bears took uh, before the the uh, 2019-20 season was really postponed there, too. Just, you know, I don't know who came up with that. I would have reversed those two games to be Providence, Providence, and then Bridgeport for the, the poor guys and the poor bus drivers having to, you know, drive all over all over the place. Like you said, a few hours there and back. I mean, and that's on, And that's on the I-95 corridor, too. That's that. That's not pretty along there. I, me, me and the guys have done many a roadies on there. Mm-mm. And I, I agree with you. Two in Providence, then Bridgeport. But <laughs> actually, the first road trip with the guys we had was Providence, Providence, uh, Bridgeport. And I remember us getting up on Sunday. It was a three o'clock start in Bridgeport, and we had to get up early at like eight a.m. on a Sunday. I know all you early birds are going nothing, and we're like. Oh, we're up. What do we got to do? Our one buddy goes, we got to pack up. We're going to Bridgeport. And we we all fought it and said it. We went, ah, Bridgeport. We all just were like, no, we don't want to go. And it was a predictable result. We got run out of the rink. Um, Friday, February 25th, our only visit up to Utica. 
now the proud affiliate of the New Jersey Devils. I can tell everyone that is not an easy jaunt up there to Utica. That is five and a half hours up through the, the New York Thoroughway. And that is a packed house there at the ADK Center, even if it is going to be full of old-school Utica Devils fans. Uh, the Utica Comets, always a tough place to play. But we get one last road game, one last home game at the end of the season, at the end of the, that, as Utica returns a favor the following Sunday, the 27th. Yeah, a little bit of an interesting thing. I didn't notice that that was a back-to-back uh, of Utica on the 25th and then the 27th. But at least if we had to make the, I think you said, five-and-a-half-hour drive up there, I mean, at least they had to return the favor and come back, I suppose. You know, a little bit of uh, justice for all the traveling the Bears will have to be doing that weekend prior to that, too. Uh, just really tough scheduling. I mean, it'll be nice for them to get home and, um, you know, enjoy what is going to be a short stint back at home, I guess, just two games back-to-back there. Uh, well, well, no no rest for the wicked, as a 90s band once said. Uh, March Wednesday, March 2nd, Cleveland, I think, will be done as they come back for a Wednesday night game. Once again, that's got Hershey Park past night written all over it. And then another Northeast Road, a Friday in Springfield, Saturday in Hartford. That's not too bad. Starting in Springfield and then going to Hartford, I've done that. It's it's not, but that's still, that's a rough back-to-back games, depending on how those two teams are at that point in the season. Yeah, I feel like the the kind of theme on this this little stretch here, which is surprising to me that it's still structured like this, is just that it's it's going to be a challenging thing. It's really going to challenge the you know physical fortitude of the Bears as well as the mental fortitude of the Bears, I think, really, because... You just don't see any stretch quite like that in the entirety of, you know, this season structure. And it's just, you know, why they decided to condense all these games down to a couple of weekends here. I would have liked, uh, you know, I, I get it for the sake of travel, you know, just go up and hit all of them and then come back type of a thing. But it would be nice to have that sprinkled in like one weekend in November and then have one of these ones be in January and then February. But it's just this kind of grueling stretch of, you know, about three straight weeks and you know probably if i'm looking at it right it's more like four or five where there's just you know or six even where there's just grueling weekends of just travel 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 and it's i you know i know they can only do so much with the schedule each year but it's just a little bit surprising with how that's set up well it ain't gonna get any easier because wednesday up in wilkesbury then friday night in bridgeport Ugh. ugh But um, we get a home game the 13th, and then you said about travel. Hold on, everyone, for this. We have Thursday, March 17th against the Toronto Marlies. It's the Canadian road trip, boys and girls. A 1.30 p.m. start, and that's not the oddest start time on the Bears season schedule, up there in Toronto. Then it's Friday in Belleville. And then Saturday, 3 o'clock start there in Laval, Quebec. That is never an easy stretch as you're going across eastern Canada. And at least uh, the Thursday game's a, a, a day game. But um, that's a really, really rough stretch. You know, to answer me this, Richard, is that a game that they're playing up in uh, Scotiabank Arena up in Toronto there for where the Maple Leafs play? I, I, if I remember correctly, that's... Sometimes what they've done in the past where they would structure that to be an early game and then maybe the Maple Leafs play at night. And I, I can't remember if I saw that as an asterisk on the AHL's official release of the schedule if it's being played, but 
I mean, you know, it's neither here nor there. It's not marked on the calendar that I'm looking at, at least. But like you said, just a grueling, grueling stretch of, uh, you know, thankfully there's one, it's one and done with Canadian trips where, you know, they go up there for, you know, and just kind of knock it out. And it's, it's tough again, because it's not spread out. Like this could have been, you know, handled at a different time and, you know, maybe been a little bit friendlier. And I'm sure every team in the Hershey's division and, you know, nearby has to go on one of the swings at some point, but definitely not going to be the easiest. And some of the weird start times here are going to be an issue as well. So I am eager to see the bears you know, do their best to get through this, but really challenging month of March. I think it's kind of a part of the schedule you wouldn't wish on anybody, maybe except for your worst adversaries, honestly. I, I've seen rough scheduling out in Lehigh as well, so we're not the only ones that, that go through this. Um, there is a very real possibility that, yes, it gets played at Scotia Bank Place. I have not seen anything at the time of this recording that says it. It would not surprise me if that, do, if that does happen. And traditionally, the, Be the Bears have done quite well at whether it's called Scotia Bank Place or Air Canada Centre. Traditionally, the Bears have a good record up there. Uh, Lehigh Valley, another Wednesday night, another Wednesday night game. Curse you, difference between A and H. And then one more Northeast roadie, uh, Providence Wednesday, uh, Providence Friday, and then Hartford on Saturday, a little bit easier, starting out in Providence and then going to Hartford. But then the next week, it's off to North Carolina as we take on the Charlotte Checkers uh, Friday, Saturday, again, 7 o'clock uh, Friday, 6 p.m. Saturday. That is a long haul. A Northeast Roadie one trip. You get five days off, and then it's off to Charlotte. Lots of flyer miles are going to be used. I was about to say the same thing. The Bears are going to be earning their earning their mileage on these on this whole month, and it's just going to be one of those stretches that you're just going to brace yourself for and get through. I mean... Uh, travel is just insane in that respect. And, you know, just to cap it off, it feels like it's just an extra, you know, kick in the gut in a sense to have to wrap it up by then going south down to Charlotte for an extended stay. Thankfully, there's no extra travel associated in that weekend up until we get to the next game on our list here. But, you know, that's what looks like a stretch of at least six games where the Bears are going to be away from Giant Center and uh, nine of ten, if I'm counting correctly here, um, that the Bears are going to be away, including that Canadian trip. They're starting with the Canadian trip, so it's just, you know, talk about brutal scheduling, man. That's a stretch and a half. Oh yes, and um, um, just to kind of clarify, checking the AHL's uh, website, the All Star Classic will be Sunday, February sixth, and Monday, February seventh up there at Bell Place in Laval, so that means the boys will play two games there in Cleveland, and then um, probably who's ever going to be in that, and again, depending on the way the world is at this point, I imagine some players will probably get shipped out of town that Saturday, um, probably to get through, again, just to make sure they all get to Canada, and um, who knows what the way of the world's going to be by that point. I think we'll be in a pretty good place, but we'll see. Nothing on the AHL website, or at least with the Marlies uh, yet, of whether that game's at Air Canada Centre, but I'll keep looking into it. But um, the weirdest start time on the Bears schedule is... Come on, computer. Tuesday, April 5th. 
10.30 a.m. start there in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Who did this? Who did this? Hey, Bridgeport, can I speak to your manager, please? Can I speak to your manager? Who asked for this? I don't care if it's a Bridgeport uh, yearly thing where they have these school day games. It be did 10.30. Criminy. I I agree with you. I think it's probably one of those school day games. The only bit of good news I think we can relate to on this one is that, you know, the Bears have seemed to do well in the school day games, but, you know. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I, aside from the kids, I don't know who this game is schedule friendly for, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, it's usually your practice time. And then here we got game time going here. It's uh, certainly going to be fun for the, you know, the first shift crowd to, you know, pay attention and watch this kind of game here play out too. Um, but, you know, it's just such an unusual time. I mean, you know, cool for the kids, I guess, to get out on a school day and go watch a hockey game. I mean, I can only wish that I was able to do that when I was in school. But, uh, um, you know, just just a very interesting wrinkle to the schedule. I mean, thankfully, there's, you know, days around that. It's not like you have to lead into, you know, a particularly brutal shift until the end of that week. But um, just an absolutely baffling start time there too i i remember i think uh it was either a couple years ago or a year before last that the bears were involved in one of those it was just uh it's just a game to get through i mean thankfully i think the i think it was against the marlies if i remember correctly um that the yeah. bears just kind of ran past them there and i remember it being a kind of a game where you know just to get through in a sense and you know i think toronto if i remember that was the team was less interested in the game than hershey was and that's how hershey <laughs> won it to be honest so well, down the home stretch we come, and there will be home games, and there will be very familiar opponents. Uh, Friday, April 8th, in Lehigh, and then Springfield, Springfield, and that'll that'll at least, well, one more uh, Northeast team. Um, back to Lehigh, Wednesday, April 13th, and then at Wilkes-Barre, April 15th, and then the 17th, Providence, Last game against Lehigh in the Electrodrome on Friday, April 22nd. They're at the Electrodrome. And then Lehigh and Syracuse to end it all. Lots of local opponents. Uh, two against uh, Springfield. One against Providence and Syracuse. And who knows what that Syracuse team and the way the Bears could look like at that point. But um, still very big games with a lot of big division points will be on the line in those last three weeks. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a period of time where Hershey can exhale a little bit and, you know, just enjoy some home cooking. Um, last weekend's all within the state of Pennsylvania there. Well, I guess, yeah, all within the state of Pennsylvania there, yeah. it looks like. Um, thank goodness. Um, but, you know, it, it's an interesting case of, you know, doing all this travel and then kind of less travel. So, you know, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good chance to hopefully, you know, 
I'm hoping the Bears won't have to be pushing down the stretch by that point. I mean, the the way that road schedule is going to be, it's going to be quite a tall order and tall challenge for the Bears to rise to, I think. But um, I think they have the, you know, the chops to take it on. And, you know, I think getting home and, you know, you nail out the last couple of games of Lehigh Valley, those are going to be tough games. Potential playoff series preview, I would imagine, just because I, I feel like we've been building towards a Bears Phantoms playoff series here for, at least a year or two, it seems like, where they were destined to be foes at some point. So, you know, it could be a preview of something to come. Um, but, yeah, it'll be a good thing to get through. And, you know, nice note to wrap the season up a little bit later than usual, of course, heading into the month of May. And if you have playoff hockey, I mean, that's probably going to stretch out a little bit further, too. So, you know, lots to look forward to there, I think. Yeah, like you said, um, the Bears won't leave the state of Pennsylvania after they come home to uh, to Bridgeport. Um, hopefully by that point we'll have some, uh, stuff locked up by then. So, um, those last couple games can have a, at least for the bears, a little less meaning to them, um, that we'll have a lot of things wrapped up by then, but, um, that's a schedule in of itself. Um, actually going through it with you, um, that March, that is such a brutal stretch that the majority of March is all just long lengthy long haul road trips canada to northeast and just a to northeast and just so much road trip there that it's it's you're right it's going to be a big mental challenge and if the bears can can win the month per se it'll make the month of april a lot easier yeah like you said i think winning you know in the old troy man fashion winning the week is probably going to be the key in those couple of weeks and, you know, a lot of those things, you know, you're, you're going to have to understand with the Bears. It's going to be it's going to be a test. And, you know, it's one of those things where if they don't win every weekend. I mean, we saw last year the Bears were not a terrible road team, but, you know, they're they preferred to be at home by a large percentage. You know, they got so many points at home, uh, you know, really excelled at Giant Center. But they were not a bad road team by any stretch. But, you know, the the mental mileage I think that it puts on is something that, you know, we don't get to appreciate as simply fans. I mean, you get to appreciate it having gone on road trips and stuff, you know, to some of these Northeast locales, of course, but, you know, uh, thankfully, you know, it's seems to be kind of swings you get done. Um, hopefully they can come home for at least a little bit before swinging back up or, you know, heck, maybe they'll even stay up there a little bit too. You never know. Um, just, something to get through i think and i i'm a little concerned about you know the toll it's going to take especially considering it's in those important months of march and april that a lot of that takes place in so you know it just you know i'm coaching the bears i would be telling them that you know especially in the early going of the season that hey these points really matter and it's really going to especially matter towards the second half of the schedule here and you know taking a week but you know you obviously want to take it week by week but you know, keep that in the back of your head there is your message for, um, especially when you're at Giant Center for a good good amount of stays there too. Yeah, it will be very fun to go through a lot of this. A lot of holiday hockey and the springtime means lots of travel for the boys, but I guess in a way, <laughs> what else is new when it comes to this? So that'll do it for this schedule megacast. Jo- uh, Corey, thanks for joining me. Uh, it's been good talking to you, man, and I hope to uh, catch you next time. Yeah, absolute pleasure. It's fun to go through this and, you know, uh, you know, really get a you, – you, looking at a list only does it so much, but, you know, I think going in-depth like this, you know, 
really shows you what you're in for in a sense. And I enjoy doing this because it's, you know, it's very fun, you know, to mentally prepare yourself as a fan as well as, you know, uh, getting a sense of what Hershey's opponents are going to be like here too. So it's going to be a fun season. I'm really looking forward to, you know, having a mostly normal schedule back here again, you know, provided things stay in good shape going into October. So we'll wait and see on that one though. Yep. And that'll do it for this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. This episode was a little long in the tooth, but we had a lot to cover here. And just thank you again to Corey for joining me for taking time out of his day on a Saturday. And to everyone, this is one step closer to all of us being back together at Giant Center. And we will see each other again. We will see Giant Center once again. Enjoy your summer, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears! Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.